afternoon, wherever you are. This is Chris, day 21. I hope that you're really starting to understand the powerful principles of living in harmony with nature, being inspired by nature, and using the laws of nature to make sense of the world around you, especially at work and in relationship at home. Today, I'm going to go back to a previously covered topic and do a little more of a deep dive into it. It's very important. Uh, the reason is that it's, it's about knowing yourself, but as important, if not more important, it's about understanding and knowing other people. This is a critical thing because success at all levels comes from communication, the, the ability to sell something or convince somebody something or romance or seduce or negotiate or convince somebody else to do something you'd like them to do. Because that at the end of the day is called leadership, self-leadership, and it's called romance and relationship. Three months before you were born, and three months before everybody else on earth was born, we started to feel a thing called emotion. Um, up until then, the emotions were a chemical inside the mother's womb. But at this point, the baby starts to respond and feel. And if there is fear, it will trigger the baby to kick or respond in a certain way. Of course, once born, that emotion becomes more tactile and it's not as dependent on the mother's feelings as it is on the environment it's in but it still is highly connected uh, if you do any research on this topic you'll find that the heartbeat of the mother if it changes and the baby is within six to twelve months old the baby's heartbeat will change. So there's a non-local communication taking place between mother and baby, and the mother is responding to the father or the, or the significant other in the relationship, and therefore there is a communication taking place in three dimensions, plus grandparents, plus siblings, plus, plus, plus. And it includes the environment. If you take 200 babies and lay them on a, on a, uh, in a room and change the temperature of the room, 200 babies will feel cold. There's no question. How they interpret that coldness of the atmosphere, the temperature, will be 200 different ways. It may be similar for a couple. But the way a baby interprets what's going on around it is very much individual. And so there can be loud shouting and the baby thinks it's okay. There can be loud shouting and the baby thinks it's danger. There can be a complete um, modern parenting where the baby's left to cry in a room. The baby will interpret that as being trust for itself and therefore become independent or the baby might feel abandoned. We don't know how that baby's going to respond to anything and everything we do. What we do know, however, is from those interpretations of the environment and the behavior of others, up to the age of around three years old, the baby is developing what's called its value chain. There will be things in excess, which they will react to by wanting less of them. And there will be things in deficiency, which the baby will react to by wanting more of it. So more or less becomes the 
I suppose, the governing criteria for a very um, vulnerable infant up to the age of three in determining what's going to be important for that child, that human being, for the rest of its existence on Earth. Once those values are embedded, they're very hard to find. They're very, very hard to go back and say, how did this happen and how did that happen? But in some cases, it's quite easy. Baby gets dropped or it's involved in something accidental and it interprets danger, it interprets uh, insecurity. If the mother's frightened about her own capacity, if the father's frightened about his own capacity to bring up the child, there's no question the baby will in, in, interpret that as being personal, that there, it is an insecure child, and the child will therefore have a deficiency of security and go pursuing security for the rest of its born days. So those, called, those are called our intrinsic values, and they are thumbprint specific to every human being on Earth. As I said, once a baby is born, make it in a cold room, 200 babies and 200 interpretations can come out of that. So we're not trying here to be rocket scientists in understanding that, that each child comes on this Earth in the first three and a half months, as I said, three, uh, three months internally, and three years externally and picks up its value chain. The interesting thing is that for the rest of its born days, everything it does is in the pursuit of either getting less of something or more of something. In other words, the rest of that person's life becomes the pursuit of seeking their values or seeking to avoid those things they don't want. And that value set is very, very difficult to change, but it's very, very, very powerful to know because it will determine the culture the baby goes towards. It will determine the friends it attracts and it'll determine why it attracts certain people, even if they're bad for their um, well-being and knowledge and schooling, they will attract certain people because it fulfills one of their values. It's wise, therefore, for a child at the age of 14 to kind of like start to develop an understanding of what it really wants, what are its values, what is going to drive it and where they can get them and the variety of options there are to that person for achieving those values. By the time a person's 30, those values will have molded what's called a life. <laughs> they will have pursued a person and become a, a partner or, uh, or want to become a partner. They will have pursued a career and that career will be fulfilling that person's values. They will have pursued a relationship and, that, and, and a certain type of relationship and that relationship will be in trying in some particular way to fulfill a person's values. Values are very interesting because they determine to a large extent our vision and our hopes and dreams and ambitions for life. And I think at this point, it's really important for us sitting in this 30-day challenge to plumb a little bit further down and really try to find out what your values are. It's very easy to skip over this topic and play, play hard to get and say, oh, I don't want to do all this um, soft skills learning. But I'd recommend at least a couple of nights of sitting with a pen and paper playing with your values 
And the way you can do that is really easy. You say, let's say we say um, every human being on earth has the value, extrinsic value of love. They, everybody, no matter what uh, nationality they are, what culture, what religion, what uh, socioeconomic place, what demographic a person's in, they will have the ambition for love in some form or another. And then they'll pursue that ambition for love in a variety of different ways. <clears throat> there are those people who want a nuclear environment where the parents are the centre, the grandparents are on the fringe, the children are within the circle, and there's, <laughs> as it is in the, that movie, the circle of trust, there will be a bonding in a very stereotypical way. Other people pursue love in terms of their attachment to their sport and call love support for their pursuit of their support. There are other people who will say, I can love anything as long as I'm a long way away from it. And very quickly in their youth and in their uh, adulthood, move away from uh, interfering or overloving parents uh, who are seeking to have some level of control because they call loving their children controlling them. And so we can say love is a generic value, but the question is, what does it mean? What does it look like to you? Does it look like a, a person who's devoted and trustable? Does it look like a person who is free and free-spirited that comes back to you every day or every week? What does love uh, at work look like, loving your work? What does that look like to you? And what I think is interesting is to take just a couple of things that are generic and find out what they mean for you. Happiness, for example. I know people who are unhappy if they haven't got something in their mouth. And so they're looking for a, a, a sensory sensation to define love. Happiness for them is a sensory experience. The, the, tuss, the touch, the sound, the smell, the taste, the sight. And people are very, can become very sensory absorbed in the pursuit of happiness. There are others who find happiness within, who will say, as long as I feel thankful, I feel happy, and therefore I will, in the, in the Buddhist way, detach myself from outcomes and focus mo mostly on the feeling of the pursuit of the outcome and uh, focus on that. But there are so many different ways to define happiness, and we have to give every human being on this planet the right to say, this is how I pursue it. Now, for every pursuit in life, for everything we want, whether it's love in the form of uh, sen sensory perception, whether it's love in the form of uh, support, love in the form of challenge, some people will define love as someone who challenges them, love in the form of intellect, love in the form of intimacy, whatever way we pursue it, there is always a cause and an effect there's always what's called a consequence. If I say my definition of happiness is instant gratification, in other words, a taste, a feeling, a sensation, then I may be overweight, I may be lazy, I may be um, a non-participant in, in activity. I will 
pursue instant gratification to the point where it's consumed. As long as I'm consuming something, I feel happy. But the consequence of that is I, I, maybe I get overweight or maybe I get lazy or maybe I don't follow my dreams. There could be another one like the definition of following my dreams. Is, does that come at any cost? And if it does, what's the consequence of that? Um, if my purpose and dream is to bring people into a good state of being so they don't hurt each other anymore, then the consequence of that will be a lot of peaceful people walking around being manipulated by a lot of people who still aren't yet uh, at peace. And so there will be a consequence. Everything, everything has a cause and an effect. When we're going to change something in our life, it's really, really wise to understand the cause rather than work on the effect. If somebody has a headache, they can take a Panadol. But the question is, where did the headache come from? If somebody has uh, sore knees, they might say, oh, I'm going to get uh, a physio to work on my knees. But that's working on the effect. What caused it? Now, they might say the bike they might say sitting badly or I've got over hyperextensive knees. But the, the cause of everything is the thought. And we have to come back to what thought process is the body, if we're talking about body uh, discomfort, what thought process is the body responding to? In other words, the body is at the effect of what? A thought, the cause. If we are talking about our home life, we want more romance. The romance is the effect. What's the cause of romance? What will cause people to feel more romantic towards us? And I think when it comes to understanding this, you may get to, to see the difference between your values, which, which may be aligned with happiness in this form, or intimacy in that form, or success in that form, or strength, or control, or power, you'll see the way that you've got your values lined up. And then you look at the effect of that, and you go, I've got to fix the effect. But your values are fixed. And sometimes we get obsessed with changing the result, when really the cause of things is where the real opportunity for change is. So I'm going to bring another uh, uh, video on onto this day, which will continue from this one we're listening to right now. And I'm going to show you on an iPad how to play with your values. So you can actually, it's another exercise, which I recommend. And it's an exercise to show you a, a methodology. Use the, the, uh, the system that I've created for the first swipe through and then you can change any of the variables to align and see what the cause and effect of things in your life are. So I'll stop this video now and then I will introduce you to the second part of today's lesson. You have a beautiful day and remember sitting down quietly saying what does love mean to me? What does it look like? is a way to enter into your value chain. What is success to me? What does it look like? Why do I want it? What's behind it? How will I feel? Is a way of taking yourself down and down and down to understand your intrinsic values, which can never change. To understand these things, your intrinsic values, is to understand yourself before you got the shoulded, before people said you should be this and you shouldn't be that. 
So really trying to get to know your real self. Some people call it their soul, but let's just talk about our real self. This is Chris. I hope you enjoy the rest of this video. So what you're going to see here is when I come down the vertical column from the first column, I'll come to the first thing is friendship and I'll have to choose love or friendship and I'll write L. I'll have to choose love or wealth. Then I'll have to choose love or power. I can go horizontally across power. Then I'll have to choose between love and power, friendship and power, wealth and power. And I, of course, don't go to the last column, power and power, because that's no choice. So I go down all of these listing and, and making sure that I give where there's a first initial is the same, making sure that uh, I do a little subtitle. Then I'll add them all up and find out which, uh, I, which appeared most. And if there's a draw, I just uh, choose between them. So now you have a different process using uh, the iPad, as we've got here. You've got a different process. You can print it out of evaluating your values. And of course, you don't have to stick to the headings that I've chosen along there. You can use any heading that works for you. I think this is a really cool thing to do and to play with and to get your numbers out. Um, doing it relatively fast, don't give yourself too much time to think, just choose between the columns makes it a much more effective and intuitive process. So have some fun with it, looking forward to seeing um, when you send me back your daily email or your daily uh, comments at the bottom of the, of the lesson, looking forward to seeing what you've evaluated as your top five or ten intrinsic values. This is Chris, you have a beautiful day. Bye.